doing was talking about a lot of the bad stuff that comes out of the industry mm-hmm. or a lot of the backdoor bad things that happen but the beautiful thing uh, here i go pouring out a cup of hopium <laughs> i don't know why that makes johnny just sick to his stomach all the time what's up what's up what's up friends family and fans it is i stone stafford Welcoming you to Life on Podcast. This is where we listen and inspire friends in entertainment. And everywhere. This is true, because life happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. Welcome, co-host, co-pilot, Johnny Ryder Vaughn. Dye. Johnny Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, so this this like Jaguar right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's so funny you saying right like you didn't. Jaguar right. Behind right. the scenes for y'all. I was just going to say it. Okay. I didn't know who she was. Blew my freaking mind. I didn't know who Jaguar Wright was. I don't even know how that was possible. So only reason, only part of the reason why I didn't know who she was because I'm not the biggest Neo Soul fan. Okay. So I wasn't in that space. But then like the thing that... I mean, she's big enough to where... I don't know if it's big enough. industry ties in general. I just figured that... Right. But you know, everybody in the industry don't know everybody in the industry. And that's true. So yes, I didn't know who Jaguar Jaguar Wright was. So... um, Apparently she is somebody. No, <laughs> I like her though. She's a, a very a smart woman, very uh, informed uh, woman. I love artists mm. who are super informed. Like I love that so much, man. So I yeah. love the fact that you're just not discovering Jaguar, right? Yeah. So right now, now I know who Jaguar Wright is. What yeah. up, Jaguar? Jag, I see you, girl. I don't know if she don't like see that, you. but that's what I see you. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I shout out to her If y'all haven't caught She did A couple of years ago I think it was She did an interview Where it was like A full tell all Of like her experiences In the entertainment industry um, mm-hmm. Some of the backstories About like the things That happened to Tevin Campbell Came out in that interview A uh, lot, lot of stuff Just a lot, a lot of gossipy stuff That people didn't have The insight detail on That she experienced firsthand. That, that she shared in in this in that interview, she did another one because Jaguar disappeared for a little did while. She throw people. Oh, what happened? Um, throw people under the bus. Is that what you about to say? I was going to say that, but then um, you said she disappears. I'm like, hey, can you throw somebody under the bus if they deserve it? I do. <laughs> I mean, it's still throwing them under the bus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't deserve it, so I'm throwing you under the bus. Well, but that's no, not called throwing you under the bus. No, what I'm saying is, is like, was she saying anything that we didn't? Already know in the interview, like is was she just highlighting the things or was she telling us? No, I get it. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, in in this last interview though, she she goes across the gamut. I mean, she talks about how she feels about P Diddy, uh, mm. which is not positive. She talks right. about how she feels about um Jay Z, which is also not positive. <laughs> how she feels about Beyonce, which is. Less not positive than the first two, but also not necessarily very positive. I mean, but, and then she backs it up with like things that she experienced firsthand that she saw that she knows that I think most of us, if you follow some of these stories, we know. Okay. Now, I'm not going to go too deep into the whole thing because I'm not going to steal from the interview. Just Google Jaguar Wright or YouTube Jaguar Wright and go watch both of the interviews and you can get the details, which will piece some of this together. Because this isn't about her interview per se. Right, right, right. Um, but what she was really doing in both of those interviews that I took from it was was like shedding a light 
on a lot of the dark side of the stuff that happens in the industry. Yeah. And <laughs> what was the interview like? A hundred hours long? Then I mean, it was. <laughs> you it's got a, not plenty, legit, of, plenty of legit. It took fodder. me. It took me three days to listen to the whole thing. I think it was, it was close to two hours long. You haven't. You did. You started it though. Didn't I you? started watching some of it. Okay. Yeah, I did. I have it, to finish it. It took me a couple of days to get through the whole thing. Um, but like the the things she talks about, like with the parties and you know how certain people are manipulated into doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Um. I, she doesn't necessarily say selling your soul, but I mean, you hear about that stuff all the time. Right, right? In order for you to get ahead, something or someone has to be sacrificed. And she she's very open about talking about those things. I mean, she one of the ones that I'm going to talk about specifically because it affects how we see music today is the whole Beyonce situation. And she talks about how when Beyonce was going solo mm-hmm. and Aaliyah was like on top of the world at that time mm-hmm. and there was no room. And then once Aaliyah, <laughs> once, once uh, when Aaliyah's passing happened, it, it left a bit Why of a. Do people think there's no room because there's not. I, 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 if you're great, you're great. Like I don't, I don't agree with that. I well, I it's happened to me in the radio industry. There, there are a certain number of us allowed at a certain time. Why is that? I, I have no. Well, I, it's is it something con- we do to ourselves. No, it's a control thing. We're not in control of the machine. The machine decides oh, that. I, I fully, that. I fully believe that's real. They can um, only have but so many positive influences. That's you, that's it. That's right. that's all. And she talks about you know the, the single that that B had on that uh the Austin Powers movie. Uh, oh, that was uh, I didn't like the song either. But the way she talked about it was horrible. I'm crazy about the acting either. But that's yeah, a whole other thing. That's something else. But not judging. I'm glad you got the role. You know the, there were certain people that were brought in to to assist in the redevelopment of Beyonce, and then things take off. Right. Um. I think Jaguar kind of hints at there being some overgiving to happen. She even talks about Mariah Carey when she was like, she actually said, she says, Mariah Carey brought ho-ish to the music industry. What? (laughs) What? How? I don't want to talk about that. Go watch the interview. Really? (laughs) You're going to bring it up, then not talk about it? I didn't see that part of the interview. So When you get to it, you'll know. The whole, her first marriage and who she had access to and the certain things that she was doing in order to allow her access to certain things, sexual favors that became a relationship that removed someone's ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, y'all watch that from the direct source. That way, the story is deep. We can't say we've said something that's that's unsubstantiated. Not going to be the one. Well, I don't think it's unsubstantiated because we know from us it's unsubstantiated. Well, yes, exactly. So go go watch the interviews. All I'm saying. I was going to say because I mean I hate that. I don't want to. All right. When I say this, I'm just speaking what's facts. I mean, there's actually a whole new movie out that talks about it. So I'm not saying anything bad, but I'm not trying to drag a deceased person's name. But what would she say about Whitney? Not on the whole thing, but as far as the, I don't want to say character, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not mistaken. I believe she speaks about Whitney. Go watch the interviews. No, she she just be speaking about everybody. Well, she has experiences with all those people. She, She talks about it from the things that she saw and she experienced. Note to self. Do not have an experience with Jaguar Wright. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think or at least not a negative one. If you don't, if you don't cross Jaguar Wright, yeah, at you'll least be not fine. a negative one. Jaguar, I make a mean spaghetti. Um, I mean, she, so she talks about a lot of. She even talks about Kanye and and how she understands his lack of eloquence is hurting what his actual message is Facts. because a lot of us understand what he's trying to say. Right, he I just, say that all. She the time. even says that in there. She's like, if I, if he would come and talk to me for a little while, tell me what he wants to say. I could delineate it to the people so they would get it away. And I, yeah. I, I agree with her. I think she really could do that. Yeah. But a lot of what the interview was that I got from it 
um, it, it felt really negative if you weren't paying attention to what she was saying because a lot of what she was doing was talking about a lot of the bad stuff that comes out of the industry mm-hmm. or a lot of the backdoor bad things that happen that may force you into doing something or certain things that may be required of you to do things um, in order for you to get you know get ahead. That's a big that that that's not. A, uh, a myth No I think it's 100% uh, for true For sure uh, I can think of two instances For sure What I'm saying is I'm, One I'm sending you To go watch an interview Because I want you to watch it I think it's worth it Everything that you think About certain artists That you can't corroborate She has had some experiences Some of those And can corroborate Those right. things And clear some of the The misinformation up Right But what this is What this really is about For me is Is, is her talking about how certain people get to where they are mm-hmm. by doing those negative things and right. those negative connotations that are around. Maya's got a clip that's floating around that I saw this morning, and they asked her straight up, "Is like, what do you say to people, um, you know, that say that Maya didn't do such and such?" And she she put both middle fingers up, and she flat out said, "She said it wasn't worth selling my soul." She was like, "I don't love anything <clears throat> that much." And Maya was amazing. Maya is amazing. I love right. Maya's voice. I love Maya as a dancer. Right. Um, but there are there's a time where you can see where Maya was doing this, and then that happened, and it was right. like, "Yo, what?" And she all but says that happened due to the fact that she wasn't down with you know sacrificing sure. what, what they were asking of her. And so I set all of that up. So one, go listen to the Jaguar Wright interview because it's one, it's just entertaining. You're going to hear stories that, you know, we couldn't get because she has them firsthand. But two, those of those of us who are in the entertainment industry have one or two experiences where a proposition was brought to you mm. and it was a fork in the road. Mm-hmm. It's like you either take this and you do this potentially questionable thing right. and you go from here to here immediately or you end up like Johnny. <laughs> you say no, and it's like, oh, you get blackballed for a minute because you don't right. want to play ball with whatever. And, you know, it could be moral reasons. It could be stuff that's just illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, I know my own career for sure. I personally feel like I'm not really a part of any kind of clique or crew mm-hmm. uh, in music. Um, I've dealt with a lot of people, but I've never really connected like that. I think part of it, and this is what, um, there's a guy named Tricky, uh, Ron Montgomery, he always he's like he always shot it to me straight. You know, I appreciate him for that. But one time he and No ID um, on separate occasions mentioned that sometimes in this industry, I kind of came off that I was too good or too uppity or better than because mm-hmm. then, of course, that this is when I was at So So Deaf. So I was dealing with a lot of rappers and little you know dudes literally from the streets and this and that. And sometimes I came off like I was a better than kind of thing. Um, and I've gotten that before where sometimes when I speak, I sound like I'm condescending and all that. So that's a part of me I've worked on. But I think a lot of it also came from like when we'll be at Southside, whatever, sometimes, you know, Jermaine and them would just up and like they just go to strip club. And I just be like, you yeah, know, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go home. Like I was always being like, nah, sometimes I wouldn't hang out, especially when everyone started really smoking. Mm-hmm. But this is an area when I was working on and changing my life anyway. So I would always separate myself from that stuff. And I think that kind of contributed to the optics where I, I seemed like I thought I was better than people because I wouldn't do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those things can, you know, can happen and you have a choice. Do I do this so I can fit in and be a part of it? You know, do I act fake and do this kind of stuff because I'm trying to be in or am I just going to do me mm-hmm. and then suffer the consequences of it? And I truly feel like there was a little, there's a little bit of a sense of an ostracization. Is that a word? Ostracization? Yes, rock with it. Yeah, it we're works. gonna rock with it. Yeah, where I was a little ostracized from a lot of crews and stuff because I stood apart. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, just because there were some things I didn't want to be involved in. So, 
yeah, I I get that. And you, sometimes you are offered, you know, those situations where you can say, hey, if you do this or and isn't it always like sexual or or something like that? It could be a scenario of I tell you what, we'll do this. You know, I'll take a piece of this. I'll take the piece of the publishing thing. Like even with Bieber, like I in order for us to consider the song that Baby Girl did as a first single, Scooter was like, well, give them 10 percent of the publishing. Mm-hmm. Now, people know that's a very common practice. I, as a publisher, I was never a fan of it because I'm like, if you want a percentage of publishing, you need to earn it. Like, write something. And I was even like, we'll leave the bridge from whatever. But he said, hey, I'm just trying to build up his catalog, build up his ownership. So I gave him the 10%. And of course, the stuff that Scooter promised me never came to fruition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I got shafted on that one. But it's, you are presented with those types of things where if you do this, I'm going to make this happen for you. I'm going to yeah. make this. And a lot of times, those things fall through. You know, more or, times than not. More times than not. And then, but if they do come through, it's like that saying, like, what you do to get her, you got to do to keep her. Mm-hmm. If you're doing questionable things to get the situation or the opportunity, chances are you're going to have to keep doing questionable things <clears throat> to keep that thing up. Mm-hmm. There's so. a story I want to tell so bad, but you just said, don't be vague. Don't be vague. And it's a, but it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge developer. Whose name I I, w- I can't say in this story. Let's call him Chuck. <clears throat> we'll call him Chuck. We'll call him Chuck. I know or Frank. This, I know Frank this. is always doing something wrong to somebody. Somewhere there's always, always a, a Frank. Frank. Always it's a that Frank. mafia thing. <laughs> um, this, this person um, controls a very sizable media empire now, um, and my dad is really good friends with this person's business partner, Frank. For Frank, and uh, Frank Frank doesn't necessarily do everything above board. Mm-hmm. However, Frank made a sizable investment into said media conglomerate's early days of production. Okay. Um, Frank's revenue streams are vast and multiple. <laughs> okay. uh, and they, yes, they do run into the drug world. Um, there's some car running. There's all kind of stuff. But he's got some, he's got some up above board businesses because you need those to watch the money. Sure. Um, when he invested in, in current day media mogul's company, to this day, he still owns 40 plus percent of everything this person does. Mm-hmm. And this person's handle on a lot of what happens in entertainment is massive. Um, and when I look back on the stories that I know happened, because I've had conversations with Frank myself, um, that person wouldn't be where they are today without those early investments. Right Now, I don't know what those conversations were like and how they went. I don't know if it was like, hey, man, you take this money and you bring me back, whatever. You don't know if it was that. Right. But in most cases, you know the people that you're getting money from as an investment may not be above board, but you're at that fork and you have to make that decision. Do right. I take this seed money and make something of myself with it, but still try to keep my life separate, which from everything that I know and can see, this person was able to keep their life completely separate from everything that Frank did. Sure. But Frank is a silent partner in everything at, right. at this point. Um, and then you can speak about the other, you know, some of the ones that you can publicly talk about that are out there. Like BMF is, is huge now because of what 50 is doing with, with TV Right um, BMF bankrolled A bunch of artists mm-hmm. um, A lot of artists Wouldn't have had The funding to do anything w- Without their contributions right. I for the life of me Had no idea Why Fabulous Was so huge <laughs> I like Fab I, right. I've always liked Fab right. But like Fab never To me It was like This is the guy Like how is uh, Everything I heard Underground from up that way Right How is Fab the one that, and I then you love find out. Fabulous is wordplay, man. Oh, no, it's, it's it's fire. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, again, 
is he is he is he, is he the creme de la creme of, of all of it? He's dope though. So <laughs> I did not I say he wasn't dope. <laughs> I know what you're saying. But uh, what I'm saying is like once you find out who he was heavily connected with and who was it behind it, then it makes it like oh okay connections networking absolutely that's that's, that's everything and I mean, and you know though you find out later on that those aren't the people that you mess with either like it's for for many reasons mm-hmm. but that also. I've talked to many very talented people that had an opportunity that turned opportunities down because that was what was brought to them. Absolutely. And our boy, uh, uh, shout out to Ian Burke, and this is nothing bad about Ian, but like Ian has a lot of connections. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he knows a lot of people from all walks of life. And there have been times when you know either we were managing an artist together or there's something here at the studio we wanted to be done. And he was like, well, let me see what I can do. Because we always say Ian... <laughs> Ian will always land on his feet and that boy knows how to find money, I mm-hmm. swear. But he's brought, you know, people who are willing to invest and this and that. And Ian knows me. And there'll be sometimes he'll hesitate because I'll be like, what do they do? You know, oh, he owns a, you know, laundromat, you know, or a trucking company or like a candy store. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm like, okay. Immediately I'm smelling laundry <laughs> or something. I'm like, what does he do do? He'll be like, look, man, I don't know. And sometimes Ian's smart. He won't ask questions. So that way he truly doesn't know. Possible deniability is right, important, brother. But, you know, if the money is, 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 is if it's funny money, uh-huh. you know, Ian knows I stay away from it. Because at the end of the day, they got that on me. And if they come from a life where the rules are slim to none, then if it's not running the way I think it needs to run, now I got to look at dealing with that, yeah. you know, and not going home and, and all this kind of stuff. So, One of the things that I've come to learn, though, is that the, that funny money is, is everywhere. You, you either, it is, and that's why and, I'm glad and you said that, I don't because think it's not just entertainment. No. We want to be clear about it. It's it's prevalent in entertainment Absolutely. and in music, but it's not it's not just entertainment. No, I mean, the finance world has a lot of funny money. I mean, it yeah. is funny money. Yeah. Um, and you have people doing shady stuff all the time, but... It's and that's that's the conversation that I have is that we we have these dreams and these aspirations of doing what we want to do in these particular industries, but at some point it's when we say skin in the game, there there are multiple layers to what that actually means. Sometimes it's literal skin. Yeah, self self investment, (laughs) or do you got to cut off a finger? And when you have to sit down and make those decisions, I think that the fact that it's out now. That it's not just like you said. It's not just a secret. People can corroborate it. Like these things do happen. You may be, you know, prepositioned with an offer to Mm -hmm. take you from here to there. Orlando Brown. Orlando has had a string of interviews over the last decade that have put him out to just being like people just call him crazy. Like he's just Mm -hmm. out of his mind. He's got one that's floating around now where he's talking about like it's like a life like the attack of the body snatchers thing where like people in Hollywood have learned how to do what they do in Avatar, like take somebody's soul out and put it in somebody else's okay. body. And he's like, Whitney Houston is living inside Soldier Boy's body now. It's, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's not Soldier Boy. <laughs> he, he's, he says some stuff that's crazy, but Soulja. but under, underneath the crazy stuff that he says, he, he talks about how there are people that control things and how there have been people that yeah. will come to you and say, hey, I can make you whatever you want. All you got to do is give up yeah. this person. And when he says it, it sounds absolutely asinine. But right. when you really think about it at that level, you 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 hear about people doing dirty things. Like, I mean, this 50 Cent story is is wide open. Like, yeah. Yeah, yo tells it all the time. He was like, if the cops wouldn't have showed it at one time, 50 would have killed Ja Rule at that one point when they was there. And you wouldn't right, have right, had right. the beef and there wouldn't be no more Ja. Like, those things really happen. And those cameras that we see them on and hear them on the radio separates that real life fork in the road decision from, from what you want to do. Yeah, you can't. Me personally, the way I roll, you can't want it so bad 
where you're willing to compromise. And that's what they mean by your soul. Like, yeah. it ain't got nothing to do with the whole devil and all this crap. It's, or does it's, it? <laughs> but it's just like giving up and trading in your, yeah. your morality, you know, your ethics and things like that. So that, and I'm forced to face with it. And what makes that choice even harder sometimes is because there are examples where people compromise their ethics and morals and, and standards yeah. and character. And it worked out like, the business was done correctly. Everyone got paid as they should. The thing blew up. And now they're on more to other things. And they're able to do those other things without necessarily compromising. So you're like, hey, if they can do it, you know, or it's like, no, nah, I just need it just to get started. And whoop de whoop. And unfortunately, there's just no guarantee that, that that will happen. And then there's still the whole thing that some people believe in energy. Like that energy you put into it comes back to you. It's hard. And that's the dark side of this industry that people always hear about and talk, talk about. Yeah. And you got to wonder, you know, are you the person that's not getting into the industry because of that dark side or not? I, and I mean, I'm, again, I can speak from that situation to say I, I think that that's the thing that absolutely happens when they see you're not willing to play ball. Um, mm-hmm. Then the door gets closed on you. Yeah, um, I've, I've seen that happen to a bunch of people. I, I to this day, like I said, in certain situations, I feel like it happened to me, so to speak. And this isn't a woes me situation because I've done fine. But there were certain situations that was like, this is what was presented, and I'm like, man, I know that lifestyle. That's not. We're not going to do that. Right. And then every opportunity that was around vanished because I said no to one thing. But the beautiful thing, uh, here I go pouring out a cup of hopium. <laughs> I don't know why that makes Johnny just sick to his stomach all the time. But and I say this because on Instagram there's a uh, I forget the artist's name. And I'm not the artist, uh, uh, Saint Saint John. Mm-hmm. He was breaking down how much money he made off of a song he did on Usher. Usher yeah, right. And he, he made this. I, the math didn't quite work out to me, but either he way, he left some stuff out. Yeah, either way, it was a minuscule amount of money. I think he said it's like two years. It turned out to be like fifteen hundred. So. But when I did the math on it, it actually was more like three, twice that. But okay. either way, it was still, still only like thirty nine hundred dollars. Yeah. But and he was talking about I me. Mean, I could have just kept that for myself and put it out and probably made like ten grand. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So my, so my point being. Is you're, we're in a day and age right now because of technology where you can call your own shots. Like you shouldn't have to feel like you're relying on a whole bunch of other people or have to do what they say do or compromise this or that to make it. But because technology has put us into such an instantaneous mindset, we're always trying to find the fastest way there. That's why influencers have the jobs that they have is because everyone's trying to find the fast way to get the marketing up and the promotion up and out. So I get that. It makes sense. But if you have to compromise things to do that, you got to ask yourself, we think that if we don't, then it won't happen. And all I'm trying to say is that's not true. I don't know. In some cases, is it, is it though? Is it always not true? Well, no, not always, but I feel like that has to do with the person working it. Like some people just don't work it the way it should be worked. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So don't get me wrong. Life on podcast. We're still growing life on podcast. And we're thanking you guys that, you know, this year we're going to have a million subscribers. We're thanking that. But if we got Joe Rogan on here tomorrow, uh, literally even whack as he may be, biting on here tomorrow, uh, the Eagles I mean you know what I'm saying it's like I want our, Gilly the Kid and Walla to come through Gilly the Kid Walla <laughs> if we got if the next five or six guests yeah. were these super 
huge guess, chances are we'd be closer to our, our goal. Yeah. So I, I understand that and I understand how that works. But until we get guests like that, does that mean it's impossible for us to get there? No. But we have to do everything that we can. It's exponentially more difficult. It can be. It absolutely can be. But you know what? You and I go home. We go to sleep at night. Yes. We don't have to worry about, okay, who's going to be standing at our door? Who's going to be waiting for us at our car? Who's going to be, you know, come and say, yo, no matter of fact, I want this much instead of that much or else I'm going to pull this. We don't have to worry about none of that stuff. That's that's the big thing. Kind of going back to the Jaguar Wright interview, one of the stories that she talks about was so interesting to me because she talks about Uptown Records and, Mm. you know, Andre Harrell Harrell and Diddy. Um, Heavy D uh, Albie Shore Kim Porter Those are the names That she puts out And then she gives This thing about The fact of who's still alive Of those people Who were in the beginning days Oh jeez Yeah of, And then you're like Oh Diddy's the only one left <laughs> But and, and So this is that, That's exactly What the story was It was right. like you know, I mean Albie Shore's still here But I mean He just right. came out of a coma You know Recently Yeah So you, you hear Everyone dies And then someone does And then she was like Diddy's the devil And I was like Whoa and I backed up And then she's like I feel bad for the kids But their dad is the devil Like she literally says that I mean it's, it's almost worth Watching the whole Two hours for it Just to get to her Telling that story um, And I tell that to say I'm No disrespect to Diddy I don't know Diddy <laughs> But But It comes a disrespect <laughs> this is, yeah. <laughs> However Optically Since that's what we've been Talking about right. so much The last couple of weeks <laughs> Right It don't look good man And you look at all of the groups That did not survive Bad Boy um, mm-hmm. All of the groups That have terrible stories About Bad Boy The artists that have Bad stories about Bad Boy Right 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 And You know Diddy is Diddy is the monster That he is He's Openly sacrificed A lot of people For his greatness Sure um, And when I say sacrifice I mean he murdered nobody But like 112 should have been bigger than they were, and 112 was big. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig Mack had some issues, if I remember right, but Craig, they, they worked some stuff out. Diddy and Mace, I think, are still feuding over something. Like yeah. Diddy says Mace owes him $3 million. Um, and then 50 even says that at every stage of Diddy's career, Diddy puts himself next to somebody. You know, mm-hmm. He had the era where it was Mace, mm-hmm. he had the era where it was Loon, where it was Sean, it was Biggie. And all of these things happen and these people's careers no longer exist or they also aren't here. So it's... Well, and then the flip side of that too is you gotta be like, would they have the careers if it wasn't for Diddy? If it wasn't for him. And that, that's the thing. But I mean, that, that's the other thing that's like, that's the darkest side of it is if you're coming into it and you have somebody that comes to you and says, we can do this, I can make you this, the track record of them creating greatness is there, but then what happens to you after you've been fused out or, or used up? Will you still exist? And I think that's a real thing that you got to take into consideration now, yeah. we, especially now because there are fewer people now with all of the power. Even though we have social media and you can touch everybody, the gatekeepers to right. all of that stuff still exist. But it goes back to what I was saying about having the mentality of your success is dependent on other people. Mm. It's dependent on other people commercially right economically because you have a product you need other people to buy that product um, then people play roles to help get that product out so yeah you depend on other people but your success isn't determined strictly by those people like the, your the success is determined by you yeah. so at the end I mean at the end of the day you know that's what I believe <laughs> Right, it sounds like you're. I'm saying two different things because you still need other people. Yeah, but you, but how you use those other people and who you work with is completely up to you. I, I, I'm going to share this. Um, it, I worked on a Ryan Cameron Morning Show of E103 for a year. 
um, when I left 929 game. That was, they came, Ryan's show was going through some changes. They wanted new producers, a fresh look. I was mm. one of the producers they brought in to work on the show. And we did some really good work together. Me, Dorian, Ryan, and Wanda. Uh, we, we, his show was like number seven when I got there. It was number one when I left. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan's track record with talent is amazing. Um, he worked with Ludacris back when when Luda was Chris Level Lover when he was on radio. Mm-hmm. Um, Lala Anthony, I believe, was Ryan's intern back in the day. And there are a slew of other names. Mm-hmm. And Ryan is known for taking people and, and grooming them in, into, not necessarily grooming them, but um, getting them to the point to where they can springboard to their next level of their careers. Right. Um, and he and I had a conversation like this one time. The only issue was is that I already had a career before I got to to Ryan's show. And Ryan's one of those individuals, because of who he is and the status he was on, it's like, you buy into me. And then right. I open this up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool. So that we had some very contentious conversations too. Um, but what it came down to was like, yo, that's, I've never been that kind of person. Like I'm, I'm not finna buy solely into one individual because that's just for an opportunity. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that's what the, the preposition was, but I mean, it's, that's what it felt like. Right. And then when I left that situation, um, things went very, very different after that. Um, it was, it was a lot more difficult on the radio side for me to, to get back into a position. Sure. And I'm not saying that was because of Ryan, but mm. but what I'm saying is that that was that fork in the road. Right. And I said no to that. So then it's like, all right, well now I'm out here on my own and I got to do it. Whereas Ryan probably could have kicked some stuff open. And like, that's Prince Harry. And yeah, no, that's, yeah, seriously. That's Prince Harry. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the world is his mm-hmm. as long as he stays as with long the family, as he stays with family, does what the family wants him to do. Yeah. But he was like, I don't like the way y'all do some things that you do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to venture out on his own. Yeah. Now, could Prince Harry be more powerful and bigger than Absolutely. he is? Absolutely. Is but, Prince Harry happy with who he is? Yeah. And is he a nobody? Well, quote unquote, nobody. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Right, yeah. A scrub. <laughs> the, the reason why I share that story is is just... To kind of go up against what you just said when it's like you, what you do is solely responsible for you. Y- yes, you still have to do the work, but at certain stages like that, success is when preparation and opportunity meet. Mm-hmm. Opportunity in a lot of cases is a person. <laughs> just, Absolutely. Just, it always so, is. Yeah. It's generally <laughs> it comes it's a, through. It's a person. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, you, if you're fully prepared and you turn down that person, then in essence, you turn on that opportunity. So it's that's still, it. so that, that's why I was kind of. But that's why I said it sounds great because there's always people involved. Yeah. You'll never get around that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like even labels, people still feel to this day that they have to have a label deal. And I don't understand why you, they still don't get it. And I know why. Because labels, more often than not, I did say than not, which means it's not across the board, every situation, hear me. But now more often than not, labels are hard money lenders. Mm-hmm. Like they're bridge loan lenders. You know, what does that mean? They give you money to do what you need to do. Essentially. Now, sometimes labels then say, here's our marketing and promotions resources and department. We're going to get behind you to help. Great. Here's our radio promotions department. Huge asset. Um, We can get you on this tour. We can get you on that tour. All those things are amazing and they help. And that's when the label's doing their job. But I but you like even um, was it Brianna Banks? Uh, She knows she was here. Brianna. I'm not saying what the label doesn't do, but I see what Brianna does on her own 
And in my mind, I'm like, the label should be doing that. But she's not. She's like, I'm not leaving my fate up to the label. And I look, I got the money to need, I need to do. I'm going to do what I need to do. And that's what I mean by it's still in your control to go and do your success. So if y'all still see record labels as the end all be all, like you really need to get out of that mindset. And that's really what I'm talking about is a mindset. Mm. It's a mindset. Sure, an opportunity's there, but don't just say, okay, blow me up. Okay, make me successful and then just stay along for the ride. Yeah, because that it, should never it, be that, the it case. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier, too, is that if when you do that, not only do you leave your fate in their hand, it, it's, you know, how much flesh do they want in, right. in return for, for doing that? And that's that whole dark side thing. That and I'm that's how things, honestly, if you ask me, that's how the dark side gets dark, mm-hmm. is when you decide that, you know what? The whether I succeed or not is in your hands and in this situation and the opportunity that you're bringing me. Yeah. That's when the dark side gets dark. Okay. I mean, granted, it's still got some dark haze to it, <laughs> but <laughs> it becomes detrimentally dark yeah. <laughs> when you get like that. So, I mean, definitely we encourage you guys go check out, um, I'm saying our girl like we know her, but <laughs> go check out Jack. My Jack, homie, yeah. Jaguar, Jaguar right? So, matter of right. fact, what Jaguar, we're going to show you some love. I'm going to put the card on the end of this so you yeah. guys can just click on it and watch it. That way we'll save you the trouble of searching That's for That's a dope it. interview. Um, yeah, it is it's, a good interview. It's, it's highly eye-opening, and her personal stories, um, just from what she's experienced with people, and then people trying to take advantage of her due to who she is mm-hmm. and what her access is. Um, it's she. She's one of those people that's like she's still an everyday person. Like she feels like she's still one of us. She was just she's very relatable. Tapped all the way into a side of the entertainment world that very few of us really get to see. Yeah, like for that. sure. Yeah. And she's and she's she's very bright. Oh, and insightful, which yeah. is why I feel it's, it's valuable because mm-hmm. it's not just gossip. You know, what I mean, she has a lot of insight and a lot of knowledge that she brings out of it. So, I mean, this is pretty much turned into the Jaguar Wright promotion show. But you know what? It's, it's a, a, it's a seed it. that we are willing to sow. Yeah. <laughs> and one day someone's just going to be like, yeah, y'all need to watch that Stone and Johnny, that episode of Life on Podcast. So I'm going to hit it and see if she'll come do it. Yeah, come, like, I mean, I don't know if she's doing just anybody yet, but I'm going to see if she'll come. Yeah, no, nah, we don't mind doing that at all, especially yeah. if y'all can get something from it. So to put everything that we're talking about in context, go yes. check out that interview. Um, and if you guys want to binge on our stuff because we have a whole bunch of good stuff too yeah uh go to lifeonpodcast.com uh don't forget to hit that like button uh if you want to know whenever we're posting go ahead and ring that bell click on that bell and subscribe Mm -hmm. all right we appreciate that um that'll help our algorithm and again we're trying to hit that we will hit that one million subscribers this year in 2023 uh you want to know what i'm doing outside of this hit me up at stonestafford.com my linkedin my email twitter all that stuff is on there just Johnny Vaughn J-U-S-T-J-O-N-Y-V-A-N Google me Yeah That's what we got for y'all Look Y'all who are rocking with us already We appreciate you This is your first time seeing us Thanks for stopping by I hope yep. we'll see you again We'll talk to y'all next week We out Peace